Greetings, beautiful people, and welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy. It has been another beautiful day in the neighborhood. I hope you and your family are well. The music you hear in the background is the new album by Andre 3000, New Blue Sun. I'm going to do a whole podcast on this. This music is so spiritually healing and I've been meaning to add music therapy. I've talked about it, but I never did it. Um, Music therapy to bad thought therapy. Music can be very therapeutic, very healing. And this new album is absolutely incredibly healing. Um, You know, there's a science to sound and, um, you know, weight sound waves, different um, um, octaves and, and all of that. There's a there's a science to it. So when we're listening to different things, it does affect the body. And years ago, um, I had we were doing this is when I first started my business. We would do different festivals, and we had done this festival, and this lady had this bowl, um, and she was using this bowl to make this beautiful sound, and it was so healing. And I remember. Um, You know, of course, then as soon as she started doing her little bowl, (laughs) you had the other people just try to tune her out with their music. Um, But there is a science to um, sound and sound can be healing. Sound waves can heal the body and do things for the body. But this podcast is not about that, but I want to talk about it later. I got to do movie therapy. Today is going to be a movie therapy. I just saw the movie Father Stoop. I started it yesterday kind of got distracted and then finished it up today and when the movie first came out someone told me to see the movie didn't go see it because I think it was at the theaters and lo and behold I was looking for it I I cannot say what prompted me to see this movie Um, but anyway I started looking for it and lo and behold it was on Netflix so I was so glad that I could see it and I'm going to give some spoilers So if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, just know, you know, turn this off because I'm about to give some spoilers. Um, Powerful movie, just powerful movie about a man who seemed to be on a mission to, you know, just this self-destructive kind of behavior. And then he discovers, God uses, I think, the woman to help them discover his relationship with God and this movie is a tearjerker um it makes you really think it's one of those thought-provoking movies where you begin to think about the why sometimes why does so many people do some people go through so much suffering you know what's the purpose of suffering um and at the very end of the movie, again, I'm giving spoilers, so don't watch, don't listen to this if you don't, if you, you know, you can't watch a movie after spoilers. But at the end of the movie, you hear um, Stu talking himself. So the movie is about, let me go back for a second, because I want to make sure that I give some names. So the movie is about a man named Stuart Ignatius Long. And um, he was an American boxer, and he, He later becomes a Catholic priest. And at some point while he is getting, going through the training to be a priest, he finds out he has this rare progressive muscle disorder, something like ALS. And um, that's another story. Did some research on that one day, just looking up something and came across 
um, known as ALX is also known as Lou Gehrig's disease because before I think they had identified it as ALS, um, Lou Gehrig, this famous um, baseball player, got it and no one understood it and science now has named it and don't ask me what the A and the L and the S stands for. I'm not going to do it today, okay? But um, it, it really shows you the movie. I, I recommend you seeing it because, number one, there's a point in your faith, if you're going to have faith in God, this great power, the great spirit, you have to make a decision that you're going to believe regardless of what happens to you, regardless of your physical state and your financial state, your whatever state you have to still believe. And I think that's hard because most of us, we think, okay, if I believe in God and I'm trying to do everything right, good things should happen to me. You know, why am I suffering? God, you don't have to cause suffering upon me for me to be right because I would just be right without the suffering. So that's what this movie sort of deals with. Um, the family, um, Stuart Long's family, he had a brother and a sister. I read somewhere he had a brother and a sister, but the sister's never mentioned. But I do know he had a brother. And when his brother was four years old, he died from meningitis. So the family, what I got the impression of was that the family had once been believers. But after the death of his younger brother, Stephen, they began to, they denounced God. Because there's like, there's no way, you know, God could exist if, um, if, you know, he would let this, you know, this this innocent child die, so to speak. So all through the movie, you have dialogue about their hatred of God, really. And it, it, it you know, and it's just about their, not only their not belief, but they're just, they're angry with God because they feel like God didn't do something that they thought he should have done. And there are some people who go through that. There are a lot of people who say, you know what, I'm not going to believe because there's so much suffering in the world. There's so much this, there's so much that. If God was real, then why are we all, why are we going through all of this? And my response to that is always been number one, I don't try to explain away everything because I think there is an aspect of believing that you can't understand. So first of all, I don't think anyone should try to explain why all suffering exists or why bad things happen because I don't think there is a way to explain it. And I think that's the part that's so hard is that we have to accept that there are parts of this faith journey and there are parts of God that we just do not understand. At the same time, I do say that a lot of suffering is a result of human behavior and human choices. I've always been a person that believes that God gives us free will and much of our suffering as human beings is a result of mankind making decisions that go against God. You know, we have murder, we have rape, we have um, we have theft, we have adultery, we have fornication, we have all these things. And God is not a gangster. He does not force us to, you know, at gunpoint to do the right thing. People make the choices to do the bad thing, bad things. And then when they do, there are outcomes, there are consequences. I don't even say that it's punishment. I mean, I just say that that's the outcome. That's a human outcome. So if you do A, B is going to happen. So, you know, I've been watching, um, probably should not have, but I, it's almost addictive, but I've been watching this show called Disappeared. And Disappeared is just absolutely disturbing. Um, 
people go missing. They've never been found. Every now and then, um, you'll you the show will update, you know, the viewers on the remains being found. And then every and I think there's only one show or two shows where the person was later found alive. But um, anyway, when you watch disappeared, what you learn is just a reminder all over again is that when you do certain behaviors, there are consequences. And then that just kind of go with that behavior. And those consequences are usually going to be um, going to be endured or experienced. So if you go out, let's say, for example, and you and I'm not saying a person should be killed because they use alcohol or they like to party or they're hedonistic. But if you do that, what seems to be like almost a natural consequence is you're out there, you're inebriated. So you're not thinking clearly, you're not sober, you can't defend yourself. You increase your chances, not that you deserve something bad to be happen, deserve something bad to happen to you, but something is likely to happen if you're just kind of out there. And so over and over and over again, a lot of cases are like that, where people were, they were out, they were drinking, they were using drugs, or they were using, you know, something along that way, any of these chemicals, any of these substances, and then something bad happens as a result of them not being sober-minded. Now, some people could say, well, you know, God is punishing for that. I would never say that. But it it just seems like if you're kind of out there and you're in that, that spirit of revelry, something happens. Another thing that you see, you have a lot of cases where people go missing because of bad relationships. I cannot stress upon you enough. If you're in a bad relationship, a toxic relationship, it almost always gets worse. So you have to find, I know it's not easy sometimes, you have to find a way to get out because it always escalates. If there's violence, if there is deception, if there's cheating, if there, whatever evil is in that relationship is going to just continue to get worse. And so you see that happening a lot where people are in these toxic relationships and then when they do get ready to leave, that's usually the time when a person is either hurt or killed, that's when they go they go missing and they're never found in some cases. And then sometimes every now and then they'll be found years later. But um, that's another story. But the whole point is in this movie, going back to Father Stu, is that um, there is um, there are questions, why does this happen and why doesn't God intervene? Um, we know that it, a lot of the suffering happens because men choose to be evil. And when I say men, I mean women too, but usually, you know, it's still just a fact, not trying to bash on men, but it's still just a fact that almost 99% of all murders and crime um, is done by men. So it's because men make that choice. And then when they make the choice to do something that is hurtful, other people suffer. So that's part, one of the reasons why we suffer. But it, the movie deals with a deeper question. Will you continue to believe in God if, if you're suffering, um, you know, just this extreme suffering? In his case, he had a disease. Somebody could explain it away as maybe it was because he had so many hits in the head. Same thing with um, Lou Gehrig. He had a lot of concussions. I think at one point Lou Gehrig had played football. And they're now making a connection with people getting hit you know, their brain, you know, getting damaged to the brain, there's so many diseases that happen. And sometimes they don't, those diseases don't pop up until later. 
So, you know, but why do we suffer? And then that's what the movie kind of deals with. And then how do you handle that? Do you just keep believing in spite of your suffering? How do you remain, you know, keep your joy? Um, Father Stu himself said, because they have a little video clip at the end of the movie of him talking, that the suffering helped him to get closer to God. It was because of his suffering that he um, he really came to God. And so he felt like, you know, some people would say that, you know, suffering makes us more compassionate. It makes us more sensitive. It humbles us. You know, there's so many benefits to it. Um, that is one thing that, you know, those are some of the things that people say, but it explores all that tearjerker because um, the woman, according to the movie, the woman that sort of led him to come to Christ um, and God, he, that woman, he ends up not marrying. He chooses the priesthood. And that was another story that it explores too, is religion versus relationship with God. The Catholic church is a very organized religion. So their rules, their regulations, their rituals. Um, and in that church, if you, you know, you have to follow these rules and rituals and regulations. And if you don't, you can't participate in the church freely. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm religion free. So I, I practice my, my, my faith, my, uh, my relationship with God and I practice it freely. I'm a believer at large. And, um, while I do do many things that religions do, for example, prayer, um, every now and then I will even have communion at home I, and I will go to church, but I'm not bound by these rituals and rules as some people are. So it explores that because what happens is first, they didn't want him to even jo be a priest in the, join the priesthood or be become a part of the, I guess it was like the religious leadership and he goes so far. I think he becomes like a deacon or something like that, but then he wants to be a priest our father um and they basically say no and you know it gets a great conversation there first they didn't want it because it was about reputation then he challenges them and says the second time they choose not to allow him to become a priest a father in the church it's because of money because you know the church is responsible for their religious leaders they pay for their religious leaders a place to stay benefits and all that stuff so it's truly organized it's organized as an organization well at some point he he is allowed to be a priest he becomes a priest and what is so beautiful is you know it shows him going into the prisons it shows at a point he had to be in a um special care facility because of disease your muscles just stop working basically so there's there's not many things you can do and um at a certain point, people start coming to him and you see lines of people coming to him for prayer and confession. That's one thing I love about the, the Catholic church is the idea that you can go someone and talk to someone if you wanna hear a human voice. Um, if you didn't go to confession, but you just confess to God yourself, it would be the same thing. But I guess for some people, they need to have that human voice and know that there's a human on the other side, that kind of thing, and they make them feel better. So um, it's just a great movie. It it's a, it's also shows you the power of transformation, that with God, you really can be transformed. Your mind can be transformed. You really can see life differently. 
And there's some very great lines in the movie um, that deal with, you know, the, the conversations between the characters um, about God and about faith and about, you know, what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. Very good conversation there. Um, his parents, um, they were not, they had kind of given up again. Their son died, their youngest son died. And um, so they had given up and it's about them also coming closer to God. So when Father Stu came closer to God, his parents did. Um, they they came to God too. Now, um, what they do not talk about in the movie, but I found out from research is um, Father Stu's mother had gotten cancer, I think, while he was a priest. And I think she died first. I know maybe she died after he did. I got to look that up. But anyway, they both were sick at the same time. And apparently, you know, that they were they were jokesters in a very wry, kind of sarcastic way. And so, um, you know, they would joke about who was going to go first, that kind of thing. But his parents came together and they came to God. They came to know him. Great movie if you are just want to, you know, see a feel-good movie. I love biographies. I love bioptics. I just, I just love anything. I think that's the best way to teach children is to teach through the biography. You can teach them anything, science, math, social studies, history, whatever you're trying to teach through the biography. And then you teach so many other things. And so these movies are just profound. But this one is a tearjerker. What I thought about, because there's some really good acting in here, and all of these are controversial actors. Um, Mel Gibson <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg have been in the news for saying and doing things that are very controversial. Um, somebody, some people might say just downright wrong. Um, I have just recently, I did a podcast on Ezekiel 18. Check that one out. Um, and the scriptures tell us not only from that particular passage of scripture, but from beginning to end, if you're using the Bible as a guidebook for living, it tells us that if we turn our, around, if we turn away from evil, God will forgive us. And not only will he forgive us, he will forgive. Now, people are not going to forget, and that is just a part of our human nature. So, you know, I know Mel Gibson has said, you know, it's so sad because he really is a gifted actor, producer. His gift is in the film industry. Um, but he said some really evil things. I mean, and people can say, well, he was drunk and it was a drunken tirade. No, that was in his heart. And so I don't know if he's transformed or he's, you know, changed or whatever. That's between him and God. I just wish he had come out. Maybe he did. I don't I didn't look it up, but I wish he'd just come out and make a statement, particularly to black people and apologize and just say, you know, he was wrong, you know, but but he has not that I know of. He could have, and I just, you know, I don't keep up with that industry anymore as much as I used to. And then with Mark Wahlberg, he had done some things in the past, too. Um, and both of them seem to have had some issues with, non, uh, with, with non-Caucasian people. Uh, both of them have. So I thought it was interesting that they were chosen. They were perfect for the roles, though, because they are both good actors. But, um, you know, I do, and I don't know if he made, Mark Wahlberg made an apology too, but they need to make an apology. And maybe they have changed. Maybe they have, you know, maybe they have repented and God has forgiven them. People have not forgotten. I'm not, you know, I don't know them. I don't have to deal with them. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it is painful to know that, 
people have these really, really dark um, and negative views about people of color inside of them. And it, it's on the surface because whenever it comes out, that means that it's on the surface. That means that it's not just deep, it's also on the surface and that's why it comes out. And so this is a life lesson too. Whenever there is there negative you know, ideas and feelings inside of you, you really have to deal with that. You got to treat that like a tumor and it's got to come out. You got to perform spiritual surgery and, and get that out of you um, because if you don't get it out of you, then it's going to come out on the surface and it's going to come out at a time when you may not want it to and it's going to you ca cause you to lose something. When I first started the podcast, I did a, a episode on this woman out in California. I think her name was Nuri Martinez, I believe. And she was um, recorded as saying some very derogatory um, racial things about somebody, one of her colleagues has adopted some black children or something, a black child. And what I said was, is that, you know, people need heart surgery and we all need, you know, we all need it. If anybody that's probably, you could almost say, and, and this is not right, though, but maybe justified in having negative feelings, it would be black people because they have been and Native American people because they have been so um, hurt by those other people. And so you can almost justify their anger if they if they had any or just justify their hate if, if there's such a thing. But even then, I say, even if someone does something to you, you really have to 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 work on that, to cleanse yourself and get that out of you. And the way that you do that, you will have to have help from the almighty God. You will have to go to God and you have to begin to see what's really operating in people. It is the enemy. It is the enemy. And that's not the excuse. Some people resent that when you blame everything on the devil, but it really is a spiritual warfare. And I have often wondered, was racism like a mental illness? Because it's just, it's so, it doesn't make any sense. So you start thinking, okay, what is, but it really is darkness. It's, it's a spirit. And if you don't rebuke that spirit and you don't cast that spirit out of you and you don't deal with that and you refuse to be a host for that spirit of hatred, um, um, then it will grow and it will it will dwell in you and it will come out. And it will come out through the words that you say, through the actions um, that you do. It will come out some kind of way. So you have to, you have to really purify yourself. And, and we have to do that for everything. It may not be you know, racial stuff, it could be other stuff, you know, um, unforgiveness, um, resentment, anger, jealousy, all these things. You have to work, you have to work on yourself. That's why I'm just amazed at, I got to do a podcast on this, um, priorities. Making sure your heart is pure has to be a priority. If you don't do that work, let me tell you, it'll, it'll cause you to lose so much. You got to put that as a priority. And I saw one episode on Disappeared. And I'm going to be honest, you know, it was unfortunate what happened to the person, but I thought to myself, wow, this person has spent all this time trying to be something that he could never be. But I thought, what if he had put all his priorities on trying to just be a good person? You know, just, just focus all your time and energy on being good inside, in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit. Would life have been um, the way it ended up, the way it did? And that's another podcast coming up. I got to do something on fixation because what I've, I've noticed is that 
whenever people have these these awful demises, in most of the cases, it's almost like they get fixated on something. They get fixated on trying to do something that is harmful to them and others. And they they because they get fixated on this thing, you know, if you focus on something and you give all your attention to it, guess what's going to happen? You're going to act on that focus. And that is become, going to become amplified in your life. And sometimes we need to prioritize what we're thinking about and, and get fixated on other things. So anyway, that's another story. But Father Stu, it is something you've got to see. Be prepared to cry. Be prepared to be very emotional. Be prepared to think. Um, I, don't, I don't know of any person who wants to suffer, you know, because... And, and the, for God to test them in that way. And that's how some people look at it. It's a test. I don't know if anybody want to have that test. I don't, I'm a person, I will not sit here and tell you, try to explain why people go through what they go through. Um, I'm not the one. I will say that I believe, and I've, I've talked about this for 20 years, that God doesn't change life. He changes us. And that there are some things that are just an integral part of life and pain is a part of life. There's no way you can evade it. Um, and we just continue to believe no matter what. And that's what I, I say. And so great movie, great true story. Look up the real guy, um, great acting. They probably would not get, um, I don't know if they're trying to be nominated for an Oscar. I got to do a podcast on that. When the Oscars come again, I'm do a good podcast on that because what I realized is that um, these awards are not really about who's the best or who deserves it. This is about the network. As we call about how we call the network, it's about an organization um, that organizes itself to um, to make money mainly, but to do other things to control narratives and control society. So it's not about who deserves it. Because I'm gonna be honest. Even though those two guys, the two main actors, got issues. And the woman, too, the person who played as um, Father Stu's mother, she definitely deserves an Academy Award. So everybody, um, that movie is, is deserving of a nomination. And the people are deserving of recognition for their acting because it's just great acting in the movie. But they probably won't get nominated because, again, the network and the policies and the politics that go with that. So peace and abundant blessings to you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Facebook, and Instagram. My handle is Bad Thought Therapy. On Twitter, my handle is at Lose Bad Thoughts. My YouTube channel is Budding. There are videos there. I just put a video there on criticism, the truth about criticism, which is a totally ineffective way for creating constructive change. You can, I have slides there, it's educational, it's didactic, you know, all that good stuff. So anyway, well, I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. May you and your family continue to have a great holiday season.